eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm Tim Fitzgerald of gopowercat.com. And I'm Scott Chasen. This is a replay of WIBW show, The Drive. Here's this week's episode on the 24-7 Sports Podcast Network. Good evening, Wildcat and Jayhawk fans, and welcome to The Drive, sponsored by Briggs Auto Group. I am Tim Fitzgerald at GoPowerCat.com, and the man across the studio is Mr. Scott Chasen. Hey, Scott, it feels like spring out, so I decided to wear this. I, I like it fits. You know what? We learned something this week. Mm-hmm. You know, covering Kansas, you forget what it's like to lose a football game, and I saw you go through that with Tulane. I was like, yeah. wonder what that feels like. I think Kansas fans remembered that last week. It was a sad loss for the it was, uh It was a great game. Mm-hmm. Great games this weekend all around the Big 12, particularly if you're Oklahoma. <laughs> you <laughs> Lots can, of games to watch on TV, particularly you can if you're interact Oklahoma. interact with us on social media at <laughs> facebook.com slash the drive show, on Twitter at the drive 13, and of course, answer our weekly poll question and make your game predictions on our Twitter page. And remember, God, I can't talk. If you ever miss an episode of The Drive, you can listen to an audio-only version that will appear each Monday morning in the form of a podcast at gopowercat.com. We will start things off with our two-minute drill. I'm tired. I'm really (laughs) tired. The two-minute drill is sponsored by Vanderbilt's Your Work Boot Center. Fitz, I already got the vibe. This is going to be a wacky show today. We're just going to roll with this one. We'll see where we end up, but... Fitz, nothing wacky about K-State's effort. Iowa State's defense proved itself once again. But K-State, like Kansas last week, found a way to win. What did we learn about K-State from Saturday night's 10-9 victory in Ames? Yeah, you just got to survive. You know what? And in all seriousness, seriousness, that Iowa State defense is really, really good. They take away so much. They're sound in tackling. They, They just are very effective. But here is the first possession of the game for Kansas State. Adrian Martinez breaks a tackle, finds Phillip Brooks down the field, and he's gone. And that was the only touchdown of the night. <laughs> we would we hadn't even played three minutes of football, and we'd had all of our touchdowns in this game. Um, it was one of those games where two pretty good defenses stood toe-to-toe and slugged it out. 
uh, and uh, it became a field goal, goal contest. But that touchdown proved to be key in this game as K-State won. And that's really what I want to talk about is the fact that K-State found a way to win a really close competitive game. I think Iowa State had won seven straight night games. They had not lost back-to-back home conference games since 2015. They had never lost a regular season game in their magical black jerseys. And they were so magical, they got a fumble out of Malik Knowles at the one-yard line after another long reception. Should have been a touchdown, but a great play. One, and I'm not making this up, Matt Campbell called one of the greatest plays in Iowa State football history. Not that he ever overstates anything. But K-State found a way. Adrian Martinez was awesome again, not particularly in his stats, but as a leader. This team was really banged up. K-State finished the game with Deuce Vaughn on the bench, with Khalid Duke on the bench, with a number of guys battered and beaten. Adrian Martinez came into the post-game interview room limping noticeably on his right knee. They need an off week, but uh, this team proved that it can dig in and compete. And they said after the game, Scott, that after what happened against Tulane, they wanted to come back in this game and continue to prove that they're a lot tougher than they showed. They're now 3-0 in the conference, alone atop the Big 12 standings heading into that off weekend. They proved a lot to themselves and their fans. You can win ugly, that means you're winning. Yeah, well, Fitz, the thing that really impressed me from K-State's perspective, just how they ended this one, they did it both offensively, defensively, getting a stop they needed, and then running out the clock, that smash-mouth football. And then for Iowa State, look, they have plenty of, uh, plenty of experience losing to Iowa. So when they played K-State in a game that looked like an Iowa game, it makes sense that K-State came out on top. What is it about football in Iowa? They're just so opposed to scoring points. Yeah, something like that. I mean, two sure. games were played involving the <laughs> Iowa teams, and this was the high-scoring one. Well, Scott, Kansas and TCU went blow for blow in a great game, but the Jayhawks came up short on the final drive of a 38-31 loss. Was this a reality check for the Kansas football program? Fitz, I think it was and it wasn't. So a couple competing thoughts, but I'll try and break them all down. Here's why I think it, it wasn't, so to speak. Kansas is still ranked, and you mentioned it. This was a great game between two really good teams, two top 25 teams, two teams that are still ranked in the top 20. And what Kansas did in the second half, particularly without Jalen Daniels, you see him going out right there with an apparent shoulder injury. We'll talk more about him later. Uh, For Kansas to hang in this game with a backup quarterback, I think that shows you where this program has come. This Kansas football team is not a good Kansas team. It is a good Big 12 team. It is a good college football team. And uh, the way the Jayhawks responded, not only with the way they played on the field and, and, you know, the exciting offense, their defense holding up in the first half, you know, that's important too, but that there wasn't that kind of mental drop-off that comes when you lose a player, um, you know, who has been, at least early in the season, talked about being in that Heisman race. But here's why it is a little bit of a reality check for this KU program. Without KU started the year going 5-0, I, I think it was reasonable to say, hey, look, if the Jayhawks found a way to win this game, you could see them creeping into that Big 12 title game conversation. You could see them being, you know, one of the top few teams in this conference. I, I still think they have the ability to go out and win a lot of games this year. Big 12 title hopes you probably needed this game if you were going to seriously talk about that just because you think of the next three games coming up, right? You got to go to Oklahoma, you got to go to Baylor, and then you play Oklahoma State. Uh, a win over TCU, you can probably go one and two in those games and get the job done and, and still be in that competition going into the home stretch of the season. But when you lose to TCU, you, know, you probably got to go two and one at worst. 
that's a lot to ask for this Kansas team. So, uh, you know, my takeaway fits coming off this one. I thought the defense played great, kept them in the game the first half. Offense took it from there. I, I saw a Kansas team that's better, that's developing, that was really well coached and lost to another very, very good football team in TCU. I, I take nothing away from either squad. I actually thought this game kind of legitimized how good Kansas has been this year, especially considering TCU just absolutely hammered Oklahoma a week ago. Everyone's getting to do that, and I think <laughs> KU will do it next. It's, well, just, it's a weird thing going on in college football right now. Yeah, 49 nothing. Well, Fitz College Game Day, as you know, was in Lawrence on Saturday, bypassing Texas, Oklahoma, and around the nation, UCLA, Utah, that was a ranked matchup, and Alabama, Texas A&M at other sites. What does it mean for the Big 12 to have some of the different faces in the league getting that bigger spotlight this year? It's it's great, and it it really is deserving for both of those programs because they were off to such great starts. You know, my problem with the Big 12 and how the networks treat this conference for a long time has been who gets those network slots? Who gets the, the biggest you know, windows? And, and this week it was Texas and Oklahoma, honestly the two least deserving teams of being on ABC. So having Kansas and TCU be at least college game day was cool, but then the game was on FS1. I have nothing against FS1. In fact, I don't understand why FS1 doesn't get similar ratings to ESPN2 because that's kind of the level it's at but it doesn't. It is not as good of a time slot or a a platform as some of those ESPN channels. It it just continues to wear wear me down that I call it the self-fulfilling prophecy of TV ratings. You keep giving certain programs all of the network slots and look at the games that were on TV on Saturday night. They were all future Big Ten and SEC programs. And How's anyone else supposed to prove that they are worthy of those slots if you don't give them those slots unless they're playing one of those teams? And it continues to frustrate me, Scott. So it was nice to see that college game day rolled into Lawrence and really, you know, showed that football in the state of Kansas is here. Um, There's been a lot of coverage in in KU, not just KU, also K-State. Pretty cool and very deserving of both programs. Yeah, Fitz, game day is one of those chances, like you kind of mentioned, to put the spotlight on teams. But even then, they had a live interview with Sark from the field before a blowout game between two disappointing teams so far this year. Now, I think Texas has a chance to be very good because Texas is getting its quarterback back and Texas has a lot of talent. But stop me if you've heard this one before. Texas got up for a big game and now let's see how they do in every other game on their schedule because that's kind of been the problem since, I don't know, off the top of my head, Mac Brown. So um, yeah, I want to see what the rest of the Big 12 has to offer. And I like that. It seems like right now, A lot of really good games are coming from Big 12 teams. National analysts are kind of starting to take note of that. I hope, to your point, the TV networks start favoring some of the other teams in the conference because K-State's playing good football. TCU and Kansas are playing good football. Oklahoma State is playing great football. Baylor has a chance after an off week to be pretty good. I mean, there's just a lot of quality in this conference. There there really is. And I I wish we could know what the ratings would have been if those channels were flipped Mm -hmm. and the Red River was on FS1. But we won't. And I guarantee you the Red River will have the highest ratings because they had the best window. This frustrates me. Now, a quick look at your poll question results. The poll questions are brought to you by Midland Exteriors. Love the home you live in. Call today for a free estimate. Well, last week's question was, when will Kansas lose its first game? And we look at the results. 39% of you, the winning number, picked it correctly against TCU. 28% said against Baylor. 21% said next week against OU. And 12% said Oklahoma State, which quick math says 40% of people at least would be saying that Kansas will beat Oklahoma.
Yep, I would agree with that, actually. Here's this week's question. Will Kansas, at 5-1 and one right now, reach bowl eligibility if quarterback Jalen Daniels does not return from his injury? A, yes, with seven or more wins. B, yes, at 6-6, six and six, which would be not a fun way to end the season. C, no, which would be an even less fun <laughs> way to end the season. Vote on our Twitter page at the Drive 13 Fitz, I don't want to curse anything, but 2009, Kansas did start 5-0, and oh, and we are not going to talk about what happened in the seven so following games. Cut that off the topic. Anyway, that will do it for this half of the two-minute drill, but we will be right back with more on KU and K-State on the Drive. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome back to The Drive, fueled by BriggsAuto.com. We continue our two weekly two-minute drill. This segment of the two-minute drill is sponsored by Copeland Insurance Agency, part of your community for more than 60 years. Well, Fitz, K-State goes into its off week at 5-1 and one, with the Wildcats sitting atop the Big 12 standings at 3-0. and Is K-State good enough to earn a spot in the Big 12 championship game? Well, they are. Um, and, you know, it comes down to the question, how good is this conference? It's hyper-competitive. Um, but really, is there that much quality at the top? Is, is Oklahoma State that good? Well, we're seeing that TCU's now favored. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, but I, I think K-State, the fact that they ended up as a one-point favorite in this game means Vegas nailed it. They kind of understand what K-State is, which means very good, very competitive. But they're going to have to find that next gear, probably offensively more than defensively if they really want to step up and, and be kind of the cream of the crop in this conference. Everyone in this conference, Scott, is going to go through a period of their schedule where it's going to feel like murderers row. And that's what K-State's going to do when they come out of the off week. And that's what the off week is so important for, for this Kansas State team. They need to heal up. Deuce Vaughn's banged up. Felix Andy Dike Uzama's banged up. Khalid Duke's banged up. Nate Matlack continues to struggle with a, a a sprained ankle, a high ankle sprain. I mean, some of their best players on defense are really ragged right now. And as I mentioned earlier, Adrian Martinez looks to be a little banged up. They've got to get healthy. Uh, on Tuesday, I plan on asking Coach Chris Kleiman if he's adjusted his schedule for the off week to accommodate more treatment rather than ongoing practice because this team really looks like they need a rest. And it's, it's kind of perfect for K-State that they're getting this off week right now as they head into the final six weeks because they do play TCU, they do play Oklahoma State, they do play Baylor and Texas all in a row. And that's really gonna test the mettle of this team. 
Chris Kleiman said it after the game. In this league, you just have to win. You just have to find a way to win. There are so many close games, so many competitive games, and so many teams that have something that can give other teams trouble that may not do the same to other teams. And really, I'm very fascinated to watch the Oklahoma State TCU game because that's K-State's next two opponents as they kind of go into this little round robin to decide who's going to be at the top of the conference. Yeah, K-State can make it to Arlington, but they're going to have to take the next step because the first step's been pretty good once they start a conference play, but they're going to have to find another gear. Yeah. Fitz, doesn't it, I know you kind of alluded to this, doesn't it feel like that off week, though, just comes at, at the perfect, perfect time? Not only the physical part of this, but also... You're right. I mean, they have to gear up now. They've got some impressive wins already. They've been very impressive, basically, other than one stumble. But now they have to kind of turn it on and get to that next gear. So I, I think that actually helps them out a ton. I think it's good for K-State. Yeah, it's, it's great. Chris Kleiman says it's the latest off week he's ever had. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wanted to point out to him, if he was in the SEC, he could have an off week. And then also play an FCS program <laughs> in November. But you don't do that in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Well, Scott, you mentioned the Jalen Daniels injury earlier. How does it change Kansas if the Jayhawks are without their Heisman candidate quarterback? Yeah, Fitz, it's a big blow. And and look, Kansas has a very good backup in Jason Bean. We clipped a few highlights as evidence of that. In case you've forgotten, this is the guy who won the starting quarterback job a year ago and had a few impressive games. He was the quarterback in that Oklahoma game that Kansas wins if Caleb Williams uh, doesn't grab the ball out of his running back's hand while being tackled on a fourth down. I mean, that was a fourth quarter play that kind of sparked and, and spearheaded his Heisman campaign at a certain point. So, yeah, Jason Bean is plenty talented. He's uber athletic. He's great with his legs. He's got the arm. I think the two questions for him, and Fitzies are obviously very important for a quarterback, have been accuracy and decision making. And so um, in this last game against TCU, he was absolutely on. The deep ball was clicking. KU's wide receivers made some terrific catches. Quentin Skinner was absolutely dynamic. Luke Grimm had a kind of tightrope kind of touchdown. Uh, and Jason Bean looked fantastic. He did have one interception. It was just a simple overthrow. I asked him if there was a miscommunication, if he just left it long, and it sounded like, yeah, he just saw the guy short and ended up throwing it a little bit too far. But Fitz, you saw two things in this game. You saw why Jason Bean got a lot of buzz preseason and why the coaches liked him a lot. You also saw why he didn't win the quarterback job because there were a couple of plays in there, including an overthrow in the flat to Devin Neal, who would have had a a bunch of yards, definitely a first down on that final drive, where, you know, Kansas wasn't able to move the chains and ultimately came up short. And I I know some fans have locked on to that penalty at the end of the game or what could have been called a holding. Was it a hold? Was it not a hold in the horse collar too? Um, At the end of the day, that doesn't matter, right? Kansas had a chance to go drive for the win. They had plays. They had those opportunities there. And Jason Bean has to be really, really sharp because he's not quite to that level that Jalen Daniels has shown himself to be, and that's not of any fault of his own. But the good news for Kansas is this is why you keep a guy like this in the program. It's why you don't ask him to change to running back or wide receiver when he doesn't win the quarterback job because you want him. Having a backup quarterback fits, it's one of the most valuable positions on your roster, especially in the college game, especially at a place like Kansas where quarterbacks haven't always made it through the season. And I saw a comment by a former editor of the Norman Transcript, which is the city newspaper in Oklahoma, where he said, how is it possible that Kansas has a better quarterback and a better backup quarterback than Oklahoma? And I don't know if that will end up being true as this season goes on, but Jason Bean was absolutely fantastic, dynamic, pinpoint in his first game. And if he plays like that, even with some of those mistakes that he made, 
Kansas is good enough to get to bowl eligibility. So I think it hurts the ceiling of this team, ceiling of this offense, but he's still a very capable backup quarterback. The transfer portal makes it hard to keep two good quarterbacks, but KU has done it. Yeah. And that's really important. And now we step out of bounds, and out of bounds is brought to you by Darius Corner Market. We love local, and we are local for you. Well, Fitz, in the words of Bill Self, Kansas is a basketball school and also a football school. So late night in the fog at Kansas is coming up on uh, this Friday. So with that reminder, the basketball season is almost upon us. What's one thing K-State uh, hoops fans have to be excited about? And then I'll give the same for Kansas. Hey, I tell you what, I haven't seen K-State fans this motivated for basketball probably since the hiring of Bob Huggins. They are so fired up. And it's not because they think they're going to be great. They just feel like they're going to have hope for the future. And that's what Jerome Tang has delivered. Uh, he's said all the right things. He's done all the right things. And it's been very interesting now. He's been so good at PR, outreach, getting in front of the public, saying everything you would like to hear him say. And now he's pretty much running under the radar. They haven't set a media day for basketball, mm. which is interesting. We've usually had it by now. He hasn't exposed the coaches and players to a lot of questions. I think he's just entirely focused on this team, getting them better for this season. Uh, I don't know where that'll take them, but I know fans are awfully excited about it. Yeah, and if it's a quick one for Kansas fans, hey, you're defending national champs. If you've forgotten, everyone in Lawrence has been laser-focused on football for good reason. I think they still are. I think Late Night in the Fog, which Shaq is performing at as a DJ, by the way, uh, has snuck up on a lot of people. But you're going to hear that all season. Kansas is the defending national champion. They bring back a pretty good team with a few pieces from that team. They add some exciting freshmen. Uh, this should be a fun year for Jayhawk fans. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Now let's hear from the fans. Our fan question sponsored by Metal Arc Retirement awaits in Manhattan, where you can live your way every day. Well, Fitz, our fan question this week is for you, and it is if Kansas State hosted college football game day, who would be your choice for the guest picker? That is from Sid Manhattan. Thank you, Sid. Of course, you got to bring up Eric Stone Street. Great guy. Um, you know, star of Modern Family. Uh, Somebody Somewhere is a really interesting sitcom on Netflix, and Bridget Everett is a Manhattan native. Maybe her. How many female guest pickers have they had? But at the end of the day, I think you come back around to Jordy Nelson, who now lives back in Manhattan, or Darren Sproles, who's back in Kansas City. There are some choices, just not as comedy rich. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I don't mean to insult Rob Riggle, but they went with like the fifth string in comedy. Yeah. And he's still good. I like him. But, I mean, he's not Sudeikis or Rudd. Yeah. Well, I think that's one of those things, right? If Sudeikis isn't overseas doing Ted Lasso, Paul Rudd would have been a great choice. Riggle, I will say to his credit, he carries that KU banner for sure. He but sure I, I think fans had some, some high expectations for this one, although I thought he did okay. Well, remember to ask us your questions on our Facebook page and on Twitter at The Drive 13. When we return, we'll look at our predictions here on The Drive. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to The Drive, fueled by BriggsAuto.com. It's time to head down the home stretch of this week's show, and it's time to take a look at our predictions. Predictions are brought to you by Kites and Kites Aggieville Draft House. Meet your friends at Kites and the Draft House. 
since 1954. Remember to make your weekly predictions on our Twitter page at The Drive 13. Here are last week's results. What's funny about this in the actual picking on the real gambling side of things, I didn't do well. I went 3-0. and uh, Scott, thank you. <laughs> Thank you for coming back to. I, I, I came back down to earth. Fitz, we're hoping to have a bounce back this week. The lines look pretty good, by the way. I think we both agree we feel pretty good about some of these lines. We do. Let's get going. And let's start with KU at Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. It's Kansas plus six and a half. So will Oklahoma win by a touchdown or more? I don't want to take Oklahoma, but I'm going to do it. Yeah, Fitz, this, made me. this line's all over the place. It's Some crazy. places you can get it up to nine for Oklahoma. I'll take Kansas to cover six and a half, although I would like it a lot more if it were seven and a half. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I don't like I don't know why I'm picking Oklahoma. We'll see. Well, oh, next next yeah. is Oklahoma State at TCU. Fitz, what do you think? I'll take OSU. It's a toss-up. Yeah, I think so. I have to take TCU because of what they just did to Kansas, yep. but this could go either way. And Iowa State at Texas. Texas is favored by two touchdowns. <laughs> I'm taking the Cyclones because I'm not confident anyone's going to score two touchdowns in this game. Yeah, Fitz, we agree on this one. I, I don't know. I, the line's just too high. I mean, maybe I'd take Texas minus 6.5, but 13.5 is just insane. Again, make your picks on our Twitter page at the Drive 13 It's time for our On the Clock segment. On the Clock, sponsored by Carpet One, by Local for a Strong Local Community. Scott, take it away. Well, Fitz, not a lot of time, so I'll just say quickly, Kansas fans, you had your first loss of the season, and that is true, but this team is 5-1. and one. This is not the same old Kansas. Now you got six uh, shots down the stretch of the season to get bowl eligible. It's everything you could have asked for, especially starting the year like they did. How weird is this college football season? It's this weird. Kansas probably should be favored at Oklahoma, and I know that's not what the line set. The line set to get people to bet on the game. But Kansas, I believe, is a better team than Oklahoma. So explain to me this. Why did I pick Oklahoma? (laughs) And that's it for this week's edition of The Drive. We will see you next week right here and all week on social media. CBS Friday. TV's hottest show is Fire Country. I'm not a hero. I'm in orange for a reason. They're taking 12 months off your sentence. You're free. Lady. With a special epic season finale. Now that I'm out, I need something to get me up in the morning. You are a firefighter. Used to be. That will be unforgettable. In the name of your life's happiness, go get your girl. She's getting married tomorrow. Says, when do you let anything get in the way of what you want? The Fire Country season finale, Friday, 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.